This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Larry Charles, one half of the amazing video game development podcast called, that's right, you already said it, Game Dev Unchained. Thank you very much for listening for another week. And of course, I can't do it alone because it's too hard to walk that road by myself. I brought my best friend, co-host, Mr. Benefam. Hey, welcome to this week's episode. Please welcome our special guest, Ron Alpert. Hey, everybody. How's it going there, Ron? It is a good night so far. Awesome, dude. My first question for you before we get on topic is how do I grow out the beard to match yours? I only got this little bit. You got that amazing brawny <laughs> yeah. beard. Mine is like stage one out of all three all three of you, so Well, first of all, you have to give up complete hope in your life. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to stay inside of your apartment for about six months straight and don't go outside. Gotcha. Do they sell those as a uh, target? <laughs> so yeah. um no hope. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Alpert, uh, when I first met him, was a senior environment artist at Obsidian Entertainment, and we caught up again recently, and he's an early adopter of the Microsoft HoloLens. So with that said, let me just go ahead and tell you that this episode, finally, is completely dedicated to augmented reality, and specifically the Microsoft HoloLens. Ron Alpert, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of augmented reality, and I'm documented on this podcast going back saying that I thought AR was going to be way better than VR. And then I had a really great VR experience kind of sway me back over to the VR side. Now, I'm hoping that you can let me know that it wasn't in vain that I actually should be on the AR side. What do you think? Ah, uh, well, let me see. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like what? What is the AR versus VR? I mean, what what is the difference for people who have not experienced it? And what's your personal take on on everything now? Sure. Well, I mean, I have a lot of stuff to say about the topic. I think you know, I've been working in AR for, I guess, about just a, a little bit over three years now, professionally. You know, I've been doing mobile game development before that, and then console game development before that for a while. <laughs> So I've seen I've seen a few things. Haven't haven't worked on any VR games actually as of yet, but I'm actually really psyched too. I'd love to get my hands on a Vive, um, maybe this year sometime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got I just got the Hololens, so like all my money is gone. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's right. Just, uh, how gonna... much how much is a Hololens uh, going for nowadays? Okay, so right now you can buy it as a developer edition, mm-hmm. which means that. It's pretty raw. I mean, you know, they they have a they have a store set up on the, the Windows Store where you can download apps for it. But there's like literally a handful of things you can download for it. Right, right. It's not. It's not. I, I guess before I get into it, I'm just trying to stress that it's not a consumer ready platform yet. Right. Um, They're still testing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's for testing, but it's mostly for development. So like, if right. you want to actually make stuff, then it's great. If you want to buy it and be entertained by it, you'll probably have a good experience for a week or two and show your friends and they'll dig it, but then it's going to go in the back of your closet. So, um, okay. but yeah, I mean, it costs $3,000 basically, plus whatever the, the taxes, depending upon where you live. 
it's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not it's not designed to to be a consumer model at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's basically you know it's a computer that you wear on your head. It's a whole self contained unit. You don't plug it into anything unless you're charging it up. But right. it's um you know it's a it's a it's a you know again working in game development. If you wanted to get a development unit for PlayStation or uh, you know Nintendo or any of these things, like you'd have to spend several tens of thousands of dollars for right. a development unit. So this isn't like an un- an unheard of thing. If anything, it's they lowered the bar enough that you know Joe Schmoes like myself could you know consider actually getting their hands on one to build stuff for it. But uh, it, you know if you want to actually buy one, probably when the consumer version releases. If they even do a consumer version of this actual thing, a couple of years from now, it'll it'll be significantly more affordable. Right. Yeah. Well, right now, I, it's just for people that just want to make stuff on it, or people yeah. that are just have deep pockets and don't care about seeing, you know, some, you know, I guess a hint of what's to come down the road. But there's there's nothing compelling on it right now that I would say is worth your money for, <laughs> you know, if you want to if you want to pay that much money, right right off of the bat. Yeah. Well, before I even dive into the, uh, uh, you know, how to even obtain one and be as a developer to apply for one, mm-hmm. uh, do you mind going over your resume and just a little background of where you're from and everything up to this point? Just give uh, sure. the audience a preview. Yeah, I'm gonna just move that light behind me because it's really hot. So <laughs> you guys can just talk amongst yourselves for about one minute. If you don't mind. All right. Yeah, I mean, like Larry, like personally, before when you were starting to do your AR research, I mean, was it just the demos that you were mostly interested in? Well, it's it's the potential that I was interested in. You know, when I think about living in this world, this finite space of Earth that's available that we're actually losing to you know water and uh, you know melting snow caps, but that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> but what yeah. AR allows us to do is inside of the same world we can be in any layer that we want like i can turn on an augmented reality layer that is just you know like i was talking with ron about like i saw this app or this experience that was like a spray paint thing it's just amazing spray paint thing and i was like man every surface in the world i could leave like digital spray paint on and no one could get mad at me or arrest me because i'm defacing their actual property i'm actually defacing digital virtual real estate you know what i mean yeah, and I I assume like as a consumer, it's it's an easier platform to uh, wrap your head around because it's it's like you're using your phone or a device and you're seeing reality and you're seeing virtual reality kind of implemented within the existing world. So you're less inclined to get dizzy. You're less inclined to get lost into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to that point, sorry to interrupt, the the thing that I'll say right off the bat that's most striking to me after using VR and AR is that you are in, you are in your actual world. You're not seeing a replacement of everything around you. Exactly. You're seeing what you already know and can relate to, and you're not seeing it filtered through a camera or something either. Yeah. You're seeing it as you're actually seeing it with, like, a transparent overlay of yeah. some you know effects over that yeah which 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 are cognizant of of the environment so that they look they can be made to look like they belong there and the illusion is very convincing you know i mean again it's still early but you your brain naturally sees things moving you know in the ways that it would expect when you walk around them so you feel like oh it's really there like you you almost want to reach out and touch it it's pretty amazing yeah and so 
you, you take all those features and benefits and then you just start thinking of the various applications like gaming, sure. But think about education, right? Like you may not be able to afford to learn how to operate jet engines or like to fix or maintain jet engines if, if you can't go to like Boeing somewhere out in California or Washington or wherever, right? But like right. you could, Boeing could be like, hey, you know what? I know that there's brilliant minds in every square corner of this universe. If they can get to a HoloLens... Right, we can send them simulations of what they would actually be learning here, and we can connect an entire classroom of individuals who are actually doing, you know, mechanic or maintenance work on objects that don't really exist, but they're getting as close to a one-to-one education as you can get without it being actually tangible in front of you. You know, stuff like that excites me as well. Yeah, and and by the same token, it's like kind of along the lines of what you're saying, maybe even the same thing, but like you can get somebody who's not necessarily, you know educated in fixing a jet engine or anything like that and you can you know put this thing over their head and it'll like say you know open this valve connect this part here you know like they don't they don't have to sit there with a 900 page manual or you know tons of experience having done that because you know they'll be the computer will 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 have worked or someone will have programmed you know a whole system that will already understand that and all they have to do is just be there and follow the instructions and do it and they don't, and they can do it without necessarily, you know, their hands will be free. They won't have to be like looking through something or. So, uh, Larry mentioned oh, nice to me thing. that you guys, uh, uh, I can link you after this, but Larry mentioned that you guys it. worked together, uh, in the last three years you were focusing on AR, um, but you guys worked together over at, at Sidian. Yes. Am I correct? Way back in the day, like 10 years ago. Wow. It has been that long, hasn't it? Uh, 2007. <laughs> That's that's right. I started there in 2006, and I was out of there. No, I started there in 2007. I guess that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was out of there at the very beginning of 2009 when uh, Aliens got canceled. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me and a lot of other folks. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Bren- Brendan, was it? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, sorry. Yeah, uh, I guess on that note, you were asking me my resume. So super quickly, I guess I'll just spit it out so we can move on Right. that. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I graduated from college in 97. I was a computer graphics and animation student and, um, I got my first job that fall working for Sierra online, which was then owned by, uh, Vivendi who also owned uh, blizzard at the time. And so that was my first job doing PC games. I was, uh, I was a mid-level artist and I basically, that's back in the day when as, as a computer graphic artist, you did everything you did concept art you know um pencil and paper you did character design you actually built all the models for all the characters and all the environments and did all the textures and all the lightings and the manual design and yeah it was it was, it was an interesting time and all the animation by hand uh and then after a couple of years i um i was living in boston and then my two roommates they um they got jobs working out west on uh, the spider-man game for the first spider-man game for playstation so I decided to quit my job and come out west with them, and I got a job at a company called New World Computing, who was who had made uh, Might and Magic, okay, and plenty of other games. So I worked on that game, and then they went on to work at uh, on uh, Tony Hawk. I think they worked on probably like four or five of those the next several years between the two of them, and uh, I bounced around. I worked at a, a couple of other little companies. Eventually, I ended up at NeverSoft as well, working on a couple of Tony Hawk games. Then Obsidian, where I met Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out then, to Obsidian. 
Yeah, yeah. And then um and then after we were both out of there, uh we both actually went uh separately into independent game development. Actually yeah. Larry was the, I think you were definitely the first person I'd ever known that had got into indie uh, development just as the app store was a brand new thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I was like if and I was like if this guy can do it, <laughs> like well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, if someone I know like can do this as opposed to just like, you know, people out there on, um, that you read about on the internet or whatever, yeah, someone yeah. I can relate to, like I got to try this too. And and I did, you know, another friend and I from Obsidian, like we we got together and we put out a couple of games that first year, and um, you know our paths have crossed a little bit here and there since then. But yeah, I mean, so I did that for a couple of years and put out a few games, and then I decided that I was tired of living hand to mouth <laughs> trying to trying to make it indie, and I got I got a, an offer to work with a friend of mine at this company in downtown LA that does um, augmented reality graphic development so that's what i've been doing for three years now and from uh, what i heard you started saying no i don't want to do this and now you're like oh my god i can't do anything else than this like this is oh man when i when i when i started there i uh, i had another job that i was i'd actually worked on the fast and furious video game what at this, this other company you didn't tell me that well then i've worked on a lot of things <laughs> Dude, I'm, the, I'm the biggest fan of that franchise that they have <laughs> Well, it was the game, not the movie. The game, the I, movie still, is cool. The game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a true yeah. fan. <laughs> Number one. So yeah, I worked. On, I worked on that game, and then this company I was at, uh, we were expecting to have like another year's worth of work, and then they kind of dropped the ball, and they're like, "Hey, we got nothing else left for you." So, uh, I, I put it. it, it so it goes. <laughs> I, I put out the word to uh, you know my network, like, "Hey, I need a job. I'm gonna run out of money. I gotta pay rent." And uh, a friend of mine that I'd worked at with uh, Neversoft, you know, years ago, he told me that they needed a uh, graphics guy to help out with some assets for this augmented reality company that he worked at. And I was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever, just pay me to do something. <laughs> and uh, and I showed up and they're like, actually, we need you to do design work. So I hope you don't mind writing documents all day. I'm like, shit. And it was stressful and the place was really scrappy. And this was like they, they had come this close to closing, oh, you know. I mean, they were they were a little startup, and they had just got funded like maybe within a month or so that I was there. But it was really stressful, and I and I looked at AR and I was like, this is crap. Like, I'm not interested in this. Like, I want to work on films or I want to work on you know big video games or something again. Not this this I don't know glitchy sketchy garbage. <laughs> but then after working on in that format for uh, a couple of months, I fell in love with it. I started to see. Like I, what you could actually do with this whole new medium, you know, a, a completely different way of um, interacting with the world around you and with this digital world and just, you know, a, a new way of connecting with things that we had never experienced before. Yeah. Like stuff I watched about, watched cartoons about when I was a kid that was sci-fi, you know, the Star Wars just and all that. Like it's, it, it just was real now. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I want to, I really want to get into this to the point where this is what I want to be doing more than anything else. Absolutely. You know, and now in the time that I've been working in things since then, it's like, you know, my my understanding of how to design for that. It's It's got a ways to go, but it's definitely matured a lot more. And I'm starting to build these kind of apps and experiences. So, and I'm very excited to get them out. <laughs> so for the average user who may not be, you know, familiar with what exactly augmented reality is, can you give me like the top three things that they should be looking forward to? You know, like general audience, like, hey, man, you know, you're going to be able to do this or this is on the way, you know, like what's your top three things you think that the public should be super excited about when it comes to AR? 
Uh, I mean, it's like like gaming education and traveling, maybe. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in the very general sense, in a more specific sense, it's just like I, I look at it like when you the way that we experience so much of our entertainment, you know, we look at a flat screen and, you know, we're just staring into this 2d window and it's got borders on the side. And, you know, that's, that's how we're used to consuming media mm-hmm. and having, having the, the, having it transport us to different places. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a, it's very similar paradigm to what people are excited about with virtual reality now, because now there's not these boundaries, you know, um, or, or this abstraction where you're just watching something happen, like on this win through this window into a different, you know, a different place and time that's going on. Now it's going to be in your world. You're a participant with it. Even if you want it to still be passive, like a lot of people that, you know, talk about VR, they're like, I don't want to run around and wave my hands like a maniac. And, you know, yeah. I want to, I want to just sit there and on my couch and press a button. I mean, I think that's just a small minded way of looking at it. And I can understand why people say that because that's all the, you know, that's how everything has existed to this point. But I think, you know, given given time, as people develop new methodologies to to utilize this technology, it's, yeah. it's gonna, you know, it, it just just wait and see, you know. And, and in the meantime, there, there's plenty of stuff to watch, you know. Again, VR, consumer VR is finally becoming a reality now. It's still going right. to be a while before it gets any kind of mature as well. But at least it's out there now, and people are talking about it. And it's not just a bunch of hype anymore, you know. Some of it's taking off and being huge, doing really well. Some of it's kind of like um, I don't know, dissipating and maybe not what everyone expected in some ways, but there's no doubt about it that it's here and it's changing things and it's going to, you know, it'll be a few years, but it'll, 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 it'll not, it's not going to just go away. It's not, everyone's not going to just go back to their TVs and their cell phones and be like, oh, this is all that we need. This is all that the future is going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> there's a lot of naysayers right now who, who think this is a, just one of those phases uh, that the Virtual Boy was in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, they keep forgetting the fact that Facebook kind of spent a lot of money to just call it a phase. Like they're putting yeah. pretty much their future and their platform in it. So um, not, them not starting to get a wave. All, not to get all like you know like old man about it, but I feel like people are like people if they don't get this instant gratification like right off of the bat, they're just like, oh, it's stupid, and you're stupid for talking about it, and you're yeah. stupid for wasting my time and making me hear about it. It's like what I don't even know what people even want anymore. Like just because someone has an idea and they start building, you know, a prototype or something or an early development version of something, if it doesn't come out fully formed, then they're just like, oh, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. I mean, Jesus, like just it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of t- there's a lot of really really smart people. You know, between the business end and the development end and the money end of all this stuff, it's just gonna take a little while. Yeah. And you know, it's just gonna. I, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of people that got burned when, you know, Microsoft or whoever, like they, they would show off the Connect at E3 back when it was a brand new thing. Yeah. And they're right. like, this will translate your movements in real time into the game. And then the thing comes out and it's like, oh, that's cool. I can move my arm. And like three seconds later, the guy moves his arm and I'm already dead. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So I, I can understand why people are like, they kind of go a little bit in the other direction. They're like, all right, I don't want to ever have enthusiasm for anything anymore because I'm just going to get lied to and burned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, well, I'm kind of anticipating AR coming in a big way. Like E3, the buzz has been like about the new consoles coming out uh, for right. this year's E3. And so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what their next presentation will be with the HoloLens and yeah. what PS4.5X is going to present. But I mean, at the same time, 
you know, what does it take? Like, as far as like the behind the scenes developing for AR, from what you've learned, like, what is it exactly that uh, I need to do to get started? Like, if I'm interested in making AR games right now. I mean, if you're Joe Schmo, <laughs> I, I use that I use that term a lot. Joe, but but seriously, if you're just if you're just an average guy, I mean, like you need to if if you want to be a developer, you have to just be a developer first of all, which means you have to have some understanding of how a game engine works, yeah, and you know, and and how game development in general works. If you're if you're if you're going to do game centric stuff or just you know making making a thing, whether it's a game or you know even just like. Uh, a presentation like a powerpoint presentation or a stage play or something you just need you need to understand how to generate content for some kind of a platform and then as far as getting it into ar then you have to understand how to use the software which in this case most people use something like unity or unreal which are you know the big engines right now and then you know you have to either have the money to hire people to do this stuff or learn how to do it yourself and then you got to be um, some some degree of a programmer or some technically minded person, so you can understand, you know, the um, the technical requirements that you're going to need to be able to do to get stuff running. And then you're going to just have to um, shell out for a device. Either you know you can contact Microsoft and get on their list. They're basically giving them out to anybody that wants them. Oh, at this point, they're, uh, they're, what, they're, what's the address for that? <laughs> Microsoft.com/slash/hololens. <laughs> I mean, not for free, obviously, unless you, yeah. you know. But um, but yeah, like that. I, I when I heard that they were opening up a development program, I'm I'm sorry if I'm moving the camera around. <laughs> tell me and I'll be like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, if when I found out that they were going to have a development program, I was like, you know, I have no idea if I'm going to get in. I work for a competitor of theirs in this particular field, but I'm really interested in what they're showing, so I might as well. I get I get to give it a shot. <laughs> I sent them my um my portfolio and my resume and whatever, and and then I got word back like a couple months later that I had made the list and I was like oh that's great I can't wait to get my hands on the hardware and then I yeah. was also like I don't know how I'm going to afford that because I don't have any money <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I um, my tax refund just came like at the right time and I'd been you know I did a little extra s- stuff on the side so I was able to afford it and I absolutely think it was worth it you know I've, I've had the thing in my apartment now for uh, just about a month and within the first weekend that I had it I um you know I checked out the demos and stuff, but most importantly to me, I wanted to I wanted to build something in Unity, just a simple experience. But I wanted to make something and have it running on that in my living room, and I did, and it was really easy, and that was very promising to me because, you know, as a game developer, I already have, you know, a whole bunch of uh, programming and development tools that you know that I've built up over the time that I've been doing this stuff. So it's a hop, skip, and a jump to build to that thing. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to like building it on an iPhone or a Windows phone or a PC or a console or whatever. Yeah, so right. the the bar the bar isn't like tremendously high. It's just you got to already sort of be in that world, I guess. I just even hearing what you're talking about right now, just having you know your own work in your living room. Like imagine if you're a talented character artist and you actually get to see the life size version of your model, you know, just in your yeah. living room and actually like then go back to your computer, make some changes, turn back to your left and see like, oh okay, cool. Like this detail needs to be changed a little bit. This feels good. This feels bad. You know, Yeah, like, or, or not even going to your desk, just walking up to it, you know, oh, as it's there as a statue in front of you and like just pulling it. Yeah, exactly. Or being like, this should be more red or, mm. you know, like there should be an extra bazooka on that part of his shoulder. You know. <laughs> well, you know, that's coming. 
Oh yeah, all that stuff is coming, but it's it's not here for a while though. <laughs> and and there is something I want to get into, which is the limitations. Okay, yeah, let's the, talk about the limitations yeah. of the Hololens because they are they are very real, and this is these are these are some things which people like to, you know, kind of harp on, and understandably, but you know, not everyone has seen it, but a, a bunch of people have seen you know the VR experience by now, and mm. you get it, like you you feel like you're in this other place. It's very immersive. You know, you turn your head around and everything kind of reacts as if you were in a real place. And, like, describing that sounds very mundane. But, but the first time you experience that, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know it was going to be this good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, with the HoloLens, uh, with a lot of AR devices right now, probably all of them, honestly, like, it's not that same level of immersion. Like, mm-hmm. you Google or, or look on YouTube right now. I think I sent you a link earlier from the, the Minecraft HoloLens experience that they showed. It, um, at E3 last year, and they yeah. showed this kid playing Minecraft with like, you know, the whole kind of like city and castle and whatever like built out around him, and it's it's kind of like stretching, you know, sort of like enveloping this whole his whole field of view, and like that's not what you see yet. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be way more expensive to get to the point where it's completely you know 360 degree immersive. So what you see is like. I don't know if you can see, like, you, it's like, hold your hand maybe about, I don't know, a couple inches in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the, that's the space that the holograms occupy. Like, they're not in your peripheral vision. They're not, you know, as, as high up as you look and in, in to the bottom and left and right. They're just kind of in the dead center. Yeah. So, like, if you're looking at something, if you, say, have a, have a life-size hologram of a car or something and you walk up to it, you're going to see, like, you know, you're going to see the the main part of it, like, I guess if you're walking up to the side, you'd see the door, okay. but the hood and the trunk will be cut off and they, and they're cut off abruptly because you're just seeing what, whatever is behind them. Uh. Now, if, you, if you're standing across the room from it and it's like, kind of like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away, you'll see the whole thing because it'll all fit, fit within that field of view. Okay. So, I mean, these, they, they, they had to, you know, cut this stuff down because for a bunch of reasons, but mostly because it would be prohibitively way more expensive to build out that kind of a unit. Now, as a developer, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's already, you know, freaking tossing an arm and a leg to get my hands on one of these things. If there's an extra zero at the end of that, then forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be able to to develop now and start like learning tools and you know, yeah, figuring out what works mechanically. Well, that actually know. that makes okay. me kind of sad that there's you know only a small amount of area on the Hololens that actually is doing what I was expecting the whole thing to do. Sure, sure. I'm glad you now, but again, up. remember, it is it is development hardware. This isn't yeah, the yeah. consumer version. Yeah, consumer yeah. version will come out. It'll be different eventually. Okay. You know, it, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. It's like this is just kind of this is just a step, you know, through through this process. And 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 guys like me being able to get our hands on this kind of on these kind of tools right now means that by the time the consumer version comes out, there'll be actually really cool experiences already mm-hmm. built. Because we didn't have to wait like a few more years to get started on them. Okay. That being said, like it's it's jarring at first. It's disappointing, but you use the thing for a few minutes, and you still like it's still very mind blowing. I mean, I'll I'd love for both of you guys to come over someday pretty soon, and I'll and I'll let you try it out for yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. You tell me. In. Yeah, I, th- I think your I think your listeners would absolutely you know appreciate like hearing your point of view about it after trying it up for yourself as well. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you this then: what do you, what experience on the Hololens would you say, even though it's the development version, has been the most successful 
on showing what this technology is supposed to be, you know, about. Because like I won't give credit to the the Minecraft demo yet because I got yeah. to see it from the audience in the crowd perspective, yeah. which was someone else was wearing the headset and they're showing video that's supposed to represent what I would be seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you owning it. Which one do you think is like, okay, Larry, if you're going to put this on, this is the one you need to check out. This is the closest <laughs> we have to a HoloLens killer app. Yeah, I mean, uh, this will be an interesting answer because there's a, there's a few apps out there for it right now. Okay. Um, I've only actually looked at a couple of them because I'm just, I'm just stressing trying to get my head around it technically and to get stuff on there. Okay. I, I, lo- I, lo- I looked at a couple of the games. There, there's one that's kind of like a mystery game where – they, you're you're like transported into into somebody's memory, mm-hmm. and it and it changes the room around you. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's so remarkable how like it understands your environment and it like places like like windows and doorways and like steel beams and things that make it look like you're in a different place, even though you know you're obviously in your actual real room or whatever. Yeah. And there's people there, and they're they they like you feel like there's people kind of standing in your room. Again, when you're up close to them, then you just see like you know their torsos cut off or whatever, but they. And they still look like CG characters very mm-hmm. clearly. Like this isn't a super duper, you know, high end, bring an Xbox One level piece of equipment or something. But it's still, you know, it's still capable of pushing some really pretty looking images. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a pretty remarkable experience. I think overall for me is the fact that this thing is basically it's basically a connect on your head and it that's staring out at your environment. And what it does is it's it's using depth depth sensing to sort of build for its own reference like yeah. a 3d model of what you're standing in so if you take um it gives you like a list of different uh it gives you like a little catalog of different holograms and things that you can just kind of throw around your room like spaceships and planets and i don't know animals and things and you just put something down you you, you just kind of like point and, and place it and then it just stays there okay. and you can walk around it and just the fact that it tracks in the way that it just feels like it's in the room with you. I know I'm kind of going over the same thing I said before, but that to me, even in light of the FOB issue, it's so mind blowing that like, again, I've been working with AR for years now and I'm used to just being able to track off of, you know, like a single flat plane, meaning Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing relative to the environment except for like a small postcard sized image. And that falls apart pretty quickly. But in this kind of a case where like everything just, knows where it should be like you you turn off the device and you turn it back on later and everything is if you had holograms or browsers or video screens or photos that you place it all stays there like it, it all like wow so it remembers it, its 3d space location it, it does and okay. and it's got i mean it, and it can map i think they said it can map like you can walk outside and look inside of your window and you'll see stuff that you place like inside your apartment <laughs> or you That's can go upstairs yeah, it can it can map like you know I think they said like an average size, you know, two story house or something like that. Okay. So it's it's pretty remarkable, and and for me as a developer, then I start thinking about like all kinds of things I could do with that kind of space that you're moving through. Yeah, it's like you could develop Elf on a shelf in real life, but you have maybe not an Elf. You know, <laughs> that it's... that is the killer app. <laughs> Like AR Elf on a shelf. Some sort of MacGuffin. You hide it somewhere in your house, and then you give your kid the VR thing, and then he or the AR goggles, and then he runs around. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm getting off topic here. Well, uh, I mean that 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 is one of the biggest cool. Like that, that's the coolest thing with AR is yeah. like you're not removed from your environment, and you're adding like layers like you would in Photoshop mm-hmm. on top of it, and you're like kind of thinking in a way of like 
you know, virtual toys, virtual props, virtual things that are happening within your environment. And as a game developer, that's exciting because now you're integrating your your home mm-hmm. that you're very familiar with and you're playing hide and seek, something as simple as that. Or you're fighting each other with swords or playing uh, laser tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, these, are, these are just, just one of the things. Just think about like board games and things that we're used to playing. Like now, you're not just moving, you know, like a static, you know, object or something around on a board. Like maybe you're you're, you're, you're telling like a little friggin' you know, orc or whatever to like go attack an enemy one or something like that. And you're, you know, you can like just like grab a guy and like give him a new order or something and then just watch him actually go and do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, that, that's like putting it in a very simple way, but you know what I'm saying? Just like the fact that you're interacting now with these things as opposed to just watching them on a screen and like, you know, having a kind of a bird's eye view of a battlefield that you're completely detached from. I'm looking forward to the day where I put on my AR goggles. I'm sitting in my living room because I couldn't go to the Beyonce concert, but I spent sixty nine ninety five on the Beyonce AR experience, and yeah, she performs every single one of her top hits in my living room. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody can see that I'm the biggest Beyonce <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like enjoying sure. the concert, or and like I can walk around, you know, some sort of AR version or representation. I don't know. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking forward to is that, like, bring any type of experience that you could never have before into your living room. Like, imagine if, let's fast forward 15 years, UFC has been sold to China or some company in China buys UFC. And they love technology over there. So they have this, like, AR, VR camera system that, like, 3D tracks, like, the whole arena. And then I'm sitting in my house. I buy the pay-per-view. But I actually get to see the action, like, right in front of me, the best seats you could possibly get in the house. It's as if I was the referee. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? That, like, that's huge. Right oh, there. that's yeah. gonna be great. Sporting events, right there. You're, yeah. you're not just on the floor seat. You're on the floor. You're on the floor. You're the referee. You have referees eye view. That's yeah. That, or you're watching a football game, and it's right just all the whole gridiron is just on your coffee table. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a good one right there. Watching the Super Bowl while I'm reading the Daily News. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. At my coffee table. I would do that, man. That'd be dope. The, well, the other nice thing about the AR right now is, um, like, you're not tethered to something. Uh, like, yeah. you can put this thing on and you can just go wherever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't you don't have to be plugged into your. I mean, it doesn't plug in anything. It, like I said, you just plug it in to charge it. But and that and that's the other thing that blew my mind because I saw Oculus. I was like, this is cool. I'm still sitting at a desk though. Yeah. I saw a Vive and I'm like, all right, this is really cool. But I'm still like, kind of, I get to mind that cord. Because otherwise I'm going to unplug and it's game over and I'm going to break my expensive equipment. This thing, I'm like, I can just go upstairs. (laughs) I can walk around. I can go to the garage. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's nice. And it it, it knows everything along the way and it remembers where I put stuff. Or if I'm I'm playing a game, like it knows how to like, you know, use that environment to have like things pop out of the wall and attack me or whatever. Yeah, dude. Now you have... A real set of keys to remember where you put, and a AR set of keys to remember. Like, ah, damn it, where did I leave my Lamborghini AR keys? Oh, I gotta. <laughs> I'm just here in my garage with my Lamborghini that I was driving around in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, my, my AR Lamborghini. <laughs> Ty Lopez. Yes. Uh, quick tangent. It's actually worth watching Ty Lopez's stuff. He's legit. But that mm-hmm. commercial is goes down in history as like the worst commercial ever. It's hilarious. But maybe that was the marketing <laughs> behind it. Who knows? No, I mean it worked. It was a terrible I mean, commercial. It, there's been remixes of it. I'm sure you've seen a couple of them. No, haven't. I've oh. seen people joke about it, but like nothing significant. Okay. Check, anyway. check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here in my garage. 
but you know, hopefully AR, VR, like we come together and make some apps, dude, and we'll have our own Lamborghinis to drive around the Hollywood Hills. Or if yeah, they'll, not, and they'll, they'll be real Lamborghinis. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> or if not, I'll settle for the, the AR, VR version. Sure. Just put a fan in front and let it. <laughs> so like kind of going back to uh, AR adoption, right? So this year has been mostly about VR. The Oculus is out. Some people yeah. have Steam Vive coming. Uh, even uh, in malls, I was telling Larry the other day, they're starting like at the Microsoft store. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have the Steam Vive as a demo, like regular people can go up and, and try sure. it. So when do you and, think? Uh, and, and PS and PSVR also, yeah. I think it's October that it's coming out. That's going to be. I mean, after they announced that, I was like, I think I want one. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just buy a Vive, though, because I can actually develop stuff for that without having to, you know. <laughs> yeah. The PSVR, I mean, we're coming from all fronts with the VR, right? We got your Gear VR, if you just want to use with your mobile phones. Uh, and then you got your, your PC high-end users uh, with the Steam VR and Oculus. And now the PlayStation having their own VR system. So you've got a console, right? With a four hundred dollar rig, you can play VR games at a better, right. better vision. So, when do you think is it next year or the year after or immediately after E three that would be the year for AR to kind of take the reins? Yeah, I mean, it's super hard to say. Honestly, I think it's just going to be whenever phones get more powerful, mm. <laughs> because that's when the, that's when the tech will be more. You know, as as long as there's that race, then. Uh, so you think the the phone will be the one that will introduce it to? to I, I, I think that's where it's gonna. I think that's what most people are gonna latch onto at first. I think okay. people are gonna want to like you know be at the mall or whatever, and just like hold it up and look you know look down the aisle and be like, oh, where's the where's the sales at or mm-hmm. you know, or they're gonna want to be like you know at, at, a, at a a sports event or something and want to yeah. just you know look and get. I mean, like kind of like pedestrian stuff like that, but. That right. I, I feel like honestly, I think that like Snapchat or somebody is going to nail it first mm. because I've I've already heard that they've been doing a lot of because I mean if you look at what they do like they've they've been toying with it a little bit but I think they're going to make something pretty big. It's going to be probably some big social thing. Yeah, I think right. you know a big network like Facebook or something. They're also going to probably be doing a lot, you know. But it's gonna it's going to be a few years. It's not going to be it's going to be pretty different than this VR rollout. I think a lot has been sort of expressed by the fact that Microsoft announced this device I don't know, it's been a year and a half ago now. Yeah. And then they and then they their official line on it is that we're not giving a release date for the yeah. consumer version of this device to yeah. the point where they're not even committing that an actual consumer version will absolutely release. Wow. You know which which makes sense because it's like that means they will do something, but it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, in this particular family of products, they yeah. will do an AR something for yeah. sure. I mean, they're already they're they're clearly that invested in it. But you know, a, um, again, from my point of view, I think that's fine. Like, take time because it takes us time to figure out you know what's good, as opposed to trying to rush things out. You know, and clobber everybody or clobber each other over it. Yeah, you know, I I definitely agree that phones. I think is the smart way to go, right? Like introducing mm. a standalone unit. You're trying to convince somebody to invest in this new technology that has no other use or purpose. Right. Right. So like even if it has communication or if it does all these other things, you're asking people to, you know, invest their hard earned money into something that is not yet seen as a necessity. And yeah, so, plus you're wearing it on your friggin head. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like when they get to the point where they can miniaturize it 
where it's like freaking a pair of Ray-Bans or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can buy them in the gas station for like, you know, 20 or $30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, hyperbole, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they become that normal, when they become as normal as color, you know, OLED screens are now compared to when I was a kid yeah. and a Sega Game Gear yeah. costs like hundreds of dollars and, and would work for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, sque- screens are everywhere now. Like at some point, that's what these will be like, you yeah. know, but. But until we get there, until like they can get miniaturized and cheap, then it's just going to be, you know, yeah, it's just going to be this thing. <laughs> but I yeah. will say though, attaching it to the phone, everyone has phones, and so when you yeah, come at that yeah. convenience of like, hey, speak any language because I can translate these signs for you in real time. Know where the sales are. Know yeah. where you know. I don't know. Like I can leave you messages in AR space that only you can see. Like all of these types of things where it just works on any phone is the best way to get the mass audience. Like, okay, this is what augmented reality is to get them like to whet their appetite for it. So then they're like, okay, cool. Now I'll invest in the best version of augmented reality. Now that I know what it is and I'm familiar with it, you know? Yeah. Once you get the mass, uh, the numbers behind it, the advertisers, all the people with the money will invest in it. And then the tech just simply gets better and better. I mean, that's what's happening with VR, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess as far as a timetable, I would say, like, don't expect it for, like, a, at least a couple of years yeah. before it starts kind of getting in in a bigger way. Okay. I mean, it'll you'll, – you'll be able to – I mean, like I said, you could – if you need it, <laughs> you can buy something right now, you know, but it's not going to be that interesting to you for, you know, too long. If you if you want something that's more consumer friendly, I'm sure within the next two years or something, then it'll start to kind of proliferate. As far as when it gets to the point where everybody has one, that's going to be closer to like eight or nine years, I would assume. Okay. But but I mean, you know, that's fine. <laughs> like it's not like we don't have stuff to do in the meantime. And and there and there will be, as far as AR apps on the phone or whatever, I think we'll see stuff like that more. Like really soon, like within the next two years, honestly, yeah, or or two or three years, I would say, to the point where, like again, like I said, like Facebook and Snapchat and whoever will be all over it, yeah, and and it'll be sort of something that people use in their everyday life, and then and as that stuff picks up, then it'll sort of drive everything else, yeah, to move faster. So yeah, social has to be the for the conductor of that train because that seems to be the biggest area where tech and money collide colossally, mm-hmm. and then you know the residual, I guess opportunities from that will still be so huge that it'll spawn like whole other industries through this technology so mm. i'm looking forward to it man i am i'm i double down on ar and vr i just want to live in a world where both of them are just as common as like going to the movies right like like hey grandma let's talk on ar you know what i mean like yeah if that will ever happen and i'm sure it won't uh but for it, me th- that that will happen i mean well, that, for me that for will me, definitely for me, happen for me, oh yeah. what I'm saying. you know what i mean <laughs> sure 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 but like yeah like Anyway, that's, I'm no, so excited, be... man. I can't hide it. I'm so excited about <laughs> AR VR. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. <laughs> well, like, uh, I'm going to ask you to put your wizard hat on. I guess by the time this episode drops, the uh, Microsoft conference will be within a couple hours or something. But oh, do you feel. <laughs> well, I, I, the E3 should be, what? what is it, the June 13th or something? Oh, oh this is. Okay. I thought you the, meant. Yeah. I thought it was releasing, like. Uh, <laughs> Do you feel that they're gonna say anything? Like, if their new console has anything to do with their Hololens or or anything like that? They, I know that they, they announced some kind of partnership with Oculus, mm. so that you're gonna be able to use those two together to some degree. Mm. I honestly don't think that they're gonna show much on Hololens this year, just because right. oh, okay. um, it seems pretty quiet. 
like next year. Like they like they just started distributing it to developers like within the past month. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think you're gonna see some like huge thing out of them. Right, they're probably riding the wave of the VR thing then. If they're teaming, yeah, and they, and they're just. I mean, like, I think they sort of made that decision to like kind of back off from it, like you know, maybe around the beginning of the year, as opposed to pushing for it to be a consumer thing sooner rather than later. Yeah, which which I think is very wise of them. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of technology that came out that kind of got half announced and got people excited, and then we heard nothing from it. Uh, yeah. Google Glass is the biggest one that I could think of thus far. I really wanted to see Google Glass be a thing for consumers and sure. so well, far not they're, happening they're coming out with google glass too right glass is still a real thing i think i think this is one of those things where it's like we look at it from different perspectives like yeah. the consumers hear about it and of course the media blows it up and everyone's like i want to get my hands on it and then when you actually see the thing you're like all right i see why it's out in this limited capacity because it doesn't do anything yet <laughs> it's so it's so like the, the that tech was still such in its infancy and it was just like they wanted to just get it in people's hands yeah. and sort of get reactions to what it was like and see, mm-hmm. get the, a, an idea of like how it would do socially. I mean, people would wear them to bars and get in fights. <laughs> you know, people would get pissed off because they see that blinking red light and be like, don't record me, mofo. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I think I think it makes I think I think it was just an experiment. And I don't I don't think it should be considered a failure. It was just, yeah. you know, they just wanted to it was just a step to see how it would what it, what kind of what it would catalyze but right. you know the little bit that i've heard of google glass too as it continues yeah. it sounds like it's going to be you know more of a big deal but probably more of the same thing honestly google's also fun or led a large round of funding for this company in fort lauderdale called magic leap okay which is i don't know if you've heard of them there if you haven't heard of them you will for sure soon because they are poised to be like one of the crazy big players in this whole market like they they supposedly have like that stuff I was talking about with a limited field of view, like forget it. Like they don't, they don't have any of that. <laughs> like, like their their tech makes you, from what I've heard, it makes you legitimately feel like you're there in that in that boundless other world that is your world. If that makes any sense. But sure. their other issue is that um, their technology is still years away from being miniaturizable. Mm. So again, this is going to be a little while. That's but a, I, can, yeah. I can wait. 10 years to have my mind blown because oh. it, it ain't going to be that long. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's two be, within yeah. two to five years for, yeah, that's, that's, that's two, two to five years for, for some stuff. I, I, I would even be surprised if five years from now that thing was ready, but I don't know. We'll see. Keep watching the news. So if I wanted to go into development for AR, of course you, you can go the HoloLens route, yeah. drop down three K and just start, you know, just learning about it really. Sure. Because it will come around the time where developers are needed at the Silicon Valley companies or game yeah. developing companies, and your your skills is like your way ahead of the game. Like, do you feel like uh, now is a viable time to start snooping around for 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 jobs like these, uh, or I is mean, it more I, experimental? I, I see, I see more of them. You know, because because I have that on my resume, I get hit up. You know, for them a lot more. Which is nice. <laughs> I'm not used to that, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's just one of these things. It just depends on if it's something that you're interested in. You right. know, if 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 you're a hobbyist or something, then absolutely. If you're if you're trying to be like kind of a a prospector and you know you want to catch the next wave, 
you know, about what's going to be big in a couple of years, then absolutely. If you're, if you're trying to like, you know, make, make a lot of money, like right now, like get, if you, if you're trying to spend $3,000 on this thing and get a return on your investment as soon as possible, I think it's going to be a waste. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, if, if you, if you, if you are actually interested and you want it to, you want to do it in a more cost effective way, then get a VR device, you know, I mean, get, you know, cardboard, <laughs> you know, just the point is start developing in unity and start building VR experiences because you're still going to be using a lot of those same conventions. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you interact with menus and things by looking at them as opposed to looking or by looking at them in, in a world around your head, as opposed to on a flat surface in front of you that you're controlling with a mouse, you know, there, there, there's, there's a huge community of people that are already doing this stuff and sharing a lot of tools and information. So, the the material is already definitely out there, and it's going to keep growing. Are there any top two or top three communities that you feel, uh, if someone is kind of interested and want to check out online, that you would recommend? I mean, right now the two main things I look at, I, I look at the Reddit Hololens group, and then I look at um, the Microsoft Hololens forum. And there's just, you know, there's, there's still pretty scant because the stuff just started going out. But already I've seen things on there that I'm just like, all right, I can see like how th- these things that these people are already building are like, they make sense, you know, given this, uh, given this format. And like, this is what I should be trying to work towards myself. And it, gi- it gives me an idea of how to build things in a way that makes sense. And then just, yeah, there's like, you know, we're, we're lucky to live in a place but there's a lot of other, you know, local interest groups and developers and such. So I'd spend more time personally, you know, reaching out to other developers in Southern California in my particular case, because there's lots of like VR meetup groups and stuff. And people that are into one are usually into the other. Again, for a lot of the same reasons I was explaining, like a lot, a lot of the paradigms are the same as far as how you're going to build things and interact with them and the problems that you have to solve. Yeah. Well, uh, what's going to be the first thing that we see coming from you personally? Do you have uh, you don't have to tell us about your company stuff, but do you have a project that you're like, damn it, Larry, I'm working on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna show something uh, on my on my blog and my Twitter and whatever all my social stuff within yeah. the next couple of weeks. I'm 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 scrambling frantically to get just like a couple of proof of concept things ready for E3 okay. to hopefully have some meetings with some people. And I want to, you know, blast that stuff out on my own site and stuff as well. I don't want to really talk about it too much, just because. Oh, okay, no worries. You don't want to steal I, it. Until I, get it. No, not not that. <laughs> I just I don't want to like I don't want to like make um I don't want to write checks my mouth can't cash. Gotcha. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, because so, I'm still sort of figuring out if this stuff is going to work. So you're but, saying um, my Beyonce concert experience will not be here in a couple weeks? Okay, got it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Your virtual Rhea Perlman actually should be oh, ready. Oh, okay. Time. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Take me back to my Cheers yeah. days when I was like five. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, what I, what I what I what I do want to do is I just I like concentrating right now. I just want to make you know cool interactive experiences, not like full fledged games in the short term, but by the end of the year, absolutely. Which which actually isn't far away because we're in June already. God dang. <laughs> I, I, I do want to have kind of a more um, built-out experience up on the on the Windows Store by the end of the year, and I might try to port it to um, like a like a phone version of it as well, not yeah. using the Hololens, but just something that anybody can develop or anybody can play. So watch watch the space. 
Uh, again, when when you, if you guys come by, I'll I'll be more than happy to show you guys what I'm working on as well. Okay, looking forward to it, man. The big the biggest thing the biggest thing I've done so far, which sounds ridiculous, is I, I made a cube and I exported it and I hooked it up to uh, uh, an Xbox controller mm-hmm. and I flew it around the room. Okay. <laughs> and it was pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> Because I, had her. I mean, I, I seriously, I sat there for like a half hour just like watching this freaking cube, like, <laughs> and it was it was really weird because it felt like it felt like a little remote control cube that could just like hang in the air and stop on a dime and then like get real big and then get small again. Nice. So, uh, what about going around corners? <laughs> could it fly around corners and then hide, or would it render if you like? If you I could, could, I could send it. I could send it upstairs. I I could conceivably. Uh, Stick stuff upstairs and stick a camera on it, and then yeah. have it go upstairs, and I could see from its like video feed what it was seeing or something. Damn. Probably yeah. to some degree. It's like a personal that robot. That, that's a little out of my. You got going. Sorry. It's like a personal yeah. robot you got uh, going there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to make a drone, basically. Yeah. You know. So. So you were you were mentioning before, like 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 any frontier with new tech. Right, you got the early adopters who are very excited about it and are developing or trying things out. At the same time, the early investors are around the corner trying to get in on it before it becomes massive. Like, where do you feel sure. like when this these two groups meet? Like, is this a good time to look for those guys? And I mean, what have you heard that has been like the biggest investors in AR right now? Not not in gaming. Not in gaming, right? <laughs> in industry, yeah. In, industry is really you know looking at that stuff pretty big right now because those are the guys that are going to probably make the most money off of it, you know, uh, right off of the bat. So, you know, I, that's actually what I what I do during my day job, and I think about like I, I like that too. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's actually exciting. And for me, coming from a game design background, I look at the gamification of that stuff too, like. At the end of the day, I want to make a compelling experience that someone's someone's involved with, whether whether it's an actual game or whether it's something that's part of their job. I want I want it to be something that you know makes sense to them and makes them want to stay there and continue to use it and and feel creative from it, you know, and, and have it help them. But uh, sorry, I got I got sidetracked. But no, no, I mean that, I mean that's perfect. Like, um. One of the biggest things is that you know if, if you're excited about a platform, it's great that you they have people out there who are also excited about it, who are willing to finance sure. your projects, which makes it a lot easier too. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think I think I think that there'll be more investment for non-industrial or whatever once there's more hardware out there that people can actually use it on. You know, I yeah. think if I'm sure that someone will make a pretty cool. Uh, AR game on Google Cardboard or something within. Then, uh, are you guys familiar with the Google Daydream thing that they just announced? Right. Yeah, we we heard about that. I mean, okay, I, I know next to nothing about it, but I'm going to assume that it's going to be kind of towing the line a little bit with this, you know, with AR at least. And and I think that yeah, you'll see a couple of interesting AR projects that come out, you know, in these phone centric devices, and a, a couple of them will probably shoot, you know, kind of high up. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just making assumptions, but something will shoot up kind of high in the charts, and you know, get a bunch of a bunch of splash or whatever. And then you'll probably have a little bit more of interest from investors in doing, you know, entertainment themed AR projects. Yeah, I and mean, 
it, uh, the, the Daydream project is like a, a huge, huge investment from Google because they're pretty much making every phone from now on VR-enabled or AR-enabled so that all you need to do right. is just buy an extra device to make it ready to right. go and just download the app. So, I mean, they're, they're, they see where it's going and they are in it, basically. They made yeah. not even a gamble. They, they're in it. They're going to make it work. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, been, they've been paying a lot of money to, to, to move this stuff forward. But I mean that's kind of what they do, you know. They they spend a lot of money on a bunch of different things. Yeah. And then some of them take off and get huge, and some of them just kind of wither on the vine and die. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you looked at your your Google Plus page? Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that. Yeah. I mean, do they? Yeah. I don't I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Like they. Yeah. They, they do a lot of I, experiments. I think, yeah, and it, and it makes sense for them, and it's. It, it's had them more wins than losses, so I don't, I don't, I won't shed a tear for them. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the AR and the VR investment has been wise for guys like that. I know Apple just bought one of one of my company's main competitors, maybe like nine months ago. So I'm, I'm sure they're looking at stuff as well. Nice. You know, they just got a whole bunch of patents and technology from those guys. And I mean, I'm, I think like the rest of the world, I'm, I kind of look at it like what. What is the new? What is the plan with the new Apple? Like, they put out the watch, they put out the TV. I mean, both of those things are. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I still have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're, they're they're still trying to find their footing with this stuff. But I'm I'm sure that they will make some kind of big moves, you know, in this in this realm as well at some point. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to make that car that we keep hearing about. But um, back to topic, like. The common theme that I'm hearing a lot too with AR and VR, and the most exciting thing is that they're employing a lot of game developers. I mean, we are sure. the ones with the background who are able to make this work in real time, and uh, I think we're in a nice area where game developers are in a constant demand now for a lot of the future. Yeah, it's of, nice. Of tech. <laughs> it's it, transferable it's nice, skill now. Sure, but I mean, I think the thing that I've learned, you know, it's like I, I call myself a a designer who's a tools programmer now, whereas yeah. I was an environment artist for years and years. You know, I think, and I and I've seen, you know, some of my friends. Like, there's a few of them that have been doing the same thing the entire time, but a lot of us have just had to adapt and do and to do, you know, wear different hats and like learn different proficiencies and things. So it's like. You know, I still have some friends that are like, you know, they they used to be they, they were used to being, you know, kind of big shots a few years ago because they were like, you know, whatever good character artists or whatever. And now it's like if they're not able to compete like on the super high level with the, with the character artists that are also like really good businessmen, then they kind of, you know, they kind of get run over a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and e- even me before I was doing this, I was having a hard time finding work doing a bunch of anything just because environment artists were kind of a dime a dozen for a while. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've all seen what happened with the the special special effects industry the last few years where yeah. you know, a lot of people just got out of that industry because they didn't want to move to, you know, Vancouver or, you know, Europe or wherever, India, I don't know, because it was just so much cheaper to do stuff over there. So, I I guess my my long-winded way I'm just trying to say if you if you're if you want to work in this field, you have to be you have to you have to be a developer too, <laughs> yeah. or you have to be, you know, you have to be very technically minded. You have to be just good at adapting, you know, because it's not the same. It's not the same as being part of a game staff like it was, you know, years ago, which 
which honestly I like because I don't want to be doing the same thing forever. And I, and I want to concentrate more on like, you know, the deeper design of just how this stuff works at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. But it still has to look really fucking bitching too. So there's <laughs> that. Well, lucky for you, not only are you an engineer now, but you're also an artist. So you have no excuse. That's right. I bet you had yes. the best looking cube flying around your room. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was pretty sharp. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, wow, it's actually already been an hour. This has been such a fun episode. Yep. Um But rules are rules. So Mr. Alpert, you've sat with us for an hour talking about all things AR and VR, and I myself am very happy and appreciative of this and Brandon as well. Um, we usually uh, no let we usually let our guests have con- complete control over our audience for like a minute or two to basically mm. promote or you know present something that they're working on or exciting about excited about. Uh, so without sure. further ado and any more long winded explanations, because the guests here or the fans hear this every week, <laughs> uh, the floor yeah. is now yours. Oh great! Okay, thanks. Um, let's see. Do you guys put up show notes or whatever? Yes, we do. If you have something specific you want us to put, we will. Yeah, I mean, I'll just give you, you know, some links for my my page and my and my app store stuff. But yeah, I mean, I've I've been operating as Headcase Games independently for what did we say it was today? Like seven years, I guess, mm-hmm. since I've been putting stuff out. So I, I have a couple games out on uh, iOS and a couple out on Android. Um, I guess the last year I released I released one game on iOS and one game on Android, and uh, this year. I would like to port one. Or I'd like to finish porting one of them, and then you know whatever else I'm gonna get around to releasing. Stuff comes out sooner or later. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I guess just go to my website if you're interested in seeing what I've done. Um, it's headcasegames.com. Uh, the biggest games that I've put out were uh, a puzzle game called 180. It's on Android and iPhone. Yeah, I remember. And then last year I released. <laughs> and, uh, and Scott, I was I was I was pretty psyched. I mean, I got. Like three quarter of a million downloads of that thing at the end of the day. Most of them were free, but still. <laughs> uh, and yeah, l- last year I put out a game, kind of like a, a retro action um, arcade. How do, I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of like Super Meat Boy meets uh, Retro Moon Patroller. <laughs> nice. That game's called Blast Rover. That's actually it's a pretty rad game. I, I get links to it on my site. And then the other game is a game about a jumping hamburger. It's called Jump Burger. <laughs> so, yeah. It's actually it's actually a pretty deep game for a game about a jumping hamburger. But, yeah, again, just check out the links. And uh, on Twitter, um, twitter.com slash headcasegames. Mm-hmm. Same for Facebook. And I'm, I try to be somewhat active on those things. I'm not one of those guys that, like, tweets every 45 minutes about, like, what I'm going to have for dinner or whatever. But I try to put interesting up stuff up there at least every day or two so yeah i guess that's all i gotta say for now i appreciate the, the chance to pimp myself out a little bit well man i mean thank you for coming on the podcast and giving us this hour of awesome entertainment and just so you know <laughs> i'm serious about coming over to check out that hololens don't give me a hollywood invite like larry larry please just, just. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm usually a pretty flaky guy in fact i've already changed my mind so please disregard my earlier kindness no i, I would i would love for you guys to come by yeah definitely and, i want to um, check that out yeah. oh, sweet man sure well are you, are you guys both in C or yeah we work in the same company so we're both in oh, that's right you're both all right I, I mean, okay sure so yeah i mean i'm i'm right up the street so like maybe after work one night we can get some drinks or whatever and i'll I'll show you the business. All right. You, as, you're all, all going to be 
Y'all gonna be at E3? Uh, I will be around. I don't think I'll be going to the actual event, but I will be, you know, scooping up people outside of the event and talking to them. You're not going to the show. I am not going to the show. I will be working. So I'll be doing the evening stuff. I see. Oh, that's the most important stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Cool, um, well, we'll have to get together again soon. And, uh, like, doing the podcast has been a blast. You know, I, l- I like talking to you guys, and I've got plenty more to say if you'll you'll uh, weather it <laughs> oh, we can do a part two <laughs> yeah we can do a part two i got tons of storage on the cloud <laughs> nice I, mean, I might even shave you know for oh. your, if, you, if your guests are if, if they vote they want to see no beard put, put up a poll or something <laughs> seriously the twitch audience will be like oh god <laughs> <laughs> actually if what what number should we set at how many how many votes should we get to to get a shave Oh, really? You really want to do this? Because I'll turn this into a contest. We actually just ran a contest last week, so we'll do another yeah. contest. You set the number, though, because like, I don't want to be like, well, oh, I- 10 likes, and then we get 50. 10? I might shave one of my nose hairs for 10. Oh, <laughs> 10 likes. So right, I'll, like I'll this. say this. I'll say this. Right now, we have 150 subscribers, it feels like, on SoundCloud. Now, our episodes right. so in a five-month maybe, run... Maybe we're going to blow... Maybe we got to blow up the subscribers then. Like, maybe if we can get to like 500 subscribers. Okay, I'll tell you what. Like, can we make I'll this an ongoing thing? Like, if when we get 500 yeah, subscribers, yeah. I can come back and be like, yo, remember that day where you said. Say, say you owe me some facial hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. That All sounds right. like a good contest right there. You hear that, everybody? 500 subscribers. Tell your friends, tell your friends' friends and their friends to sign up and join and follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, Game Dev Unchained, the podcast, which was just searched on SoundCloud, Game Dev Unchained. If we get 500 people, Ron Alper's going to shave his beard. He hasn't That's shaved right. it since 2004. Damn. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's been about guys. six months. <laughs> I, uh, no, it's not been that long. Three. <laughs> well, since no one else is talking on the mic, and I always like to come lead, uh, come la- Oh, my God. I messed up the joke. I messed up the joke. I messed up the joke. I'm just going to say goodnight. Hey, this is Brandon Pham. See you guys. Ron Alpert, Headcase Games. Auf Wiedersehen. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev.